Let's pray. Father, thank you so much for this beautiful day that you've given us to come here, worship together, your children, in this place that you've given us to come and worship you, to grow closer to you, grow in the grace and knowledge of you, Lord. We thank you for that. We thank you that no one will leave here the same today. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. We've been talking a lot about the new man. Amen. We dealt with some things recently. Condemnation was a big one. I just talk about the things that have helped me. Condemnation was something still from time to time, I'll admit, creeps its old ugly head. And <clears throat> the devil never stops trying. But he's a loser and his tactics are the same. And the smart thing to do is just become familiar with his tactics. Right, George? And that's what we're doing. So we've dealt with condemnation recently. All its different forms. Unfortunately, it's not just the devil who condemns us. Sometimes our own heart, the Bible says. Other people will bring condemnation and especially sometimes those that are closest to us if they're not mature in their faith you know <clears throat> but we've dealt with those things we know who we are we know the enemy's tactics and all his devices and the ways he comes at us we've dwelt, delved into the new identity who we are what we have in Christ but I believe this is a lifelong journey growing in that. Because if we all knew who we were in Him, man, it would be, you know, just like those few men that Jesus left in charge of His church, turned the world right side up in just a few years. Uh, I believe that revival is coming to His church. And I believe there. That God is just looking for a few people that are after his own heart. And I think that those people are already in this world. And they're already loving him and seeking him. And I think it's going to be, I think it is an exciting time, a beautiful time to be alive and be a part of the body of Christ. Amen. And I'm just thankful to be, be there. But knowing... As we should. I'm just going to assume that all the ground we've covered has taken root and is bearing fruit and, and we're all there. We get it. So then, it just the natural chain of events would have caused me to say, well, what then are you believing for? What are you believing for now? Because if you know that your sin is forgiven... You know that your old man is dead and that now you're alive in Christ and he's living through you and he wants to leave a legacy, which is what we talked about last week. His legacy, not ours. So what are we believing for? We don't really have an excuse anymore. We need to be moving in a direction. And if we are believing for something, was it him that gave us the, the dream? Is it his dream? Is it his vision? Because... Sometimes, frankly, 
we believe in for things that God's not a part of. And a lot of people, even a large part of the body of Christ, moves ahead and they're praying desperately every day that God will bless the things that, they've, that they're endeavoring to do. Bless my dream, God. <laughs> Instead of waiting around to find out what His dream for their lives isn't that the wiser thing to do? So did God tell you to do what you're doing or trying to do? We know that God is not this big secretive God hiding everything from us anymore. His big secret was Jesus. And He's now been revealed to us. And Jeremiah 29, 11 through 14 tells us that God has good plans for us. I'm going to look over there real quick. I know the plans I have for you. Plans to prosper you, not to harm you. To give you hope and a future is one version of that. But it goes on, doesn't it? That was the 11th verse. Now look at the 12th verse. Then you will call upon me and come and pray to me and I will hear you. There's a promise. You will seek me and find me. Now there's, there's, there's an outstanding promise. You will seek me and find me when you seek me with what? All your heart. I will be found by you is how he starts out the 14th verse. God is not hiding from us. He desperately, matter of fact, the whole meaning for our existence is to be in relationship with Him. To know Him. Amen? Amen. Isn't that what it says in John 17? When Jesus was praying on that fateful night. And He prayed and He did this really strange thing. He says, Father, this is eternal life. That they know You and the one true God uh, and, and, and Your Son, Jesus Christ, whom You have sent. Why would He say that? <laughs> like He's telling God... I need to inform you of this, Dad. This this is eternal life, just so you know. No, he was saying it for their benefit, the, the disciples' benefit. This knowing, this intimate, passionate word he used, the same word they used in uh, the book of Genesis when it says Adam knew Eve and they had a child. Did God tell us? I know, for instance that God called me to preach the gospel. You know, I had a, I have it a, a long, well, you just have to read the book. But I, I know that, you know, he was very kind and, and patient with me and he, he showed me in a variety of ways. So now I don't have to be moved by uh, two or three people coming to hear or, or a thousand. It's going to be the same message. And and, and, and uh, the first Sunday message that I ever preached, as a matter of fact, was just to the camera. We used to stream live back then, and my wife was running the camera. <laughs> I didn't know when they asked me to, that I was going to be preaching on Sunday that everyone else was going with the pastor to another church locally where he had been invited to. <laughs> but the anointing was so strong that day that my wife, I remember her doing this. And she told me later, I had to look and see if it was you. And it was a great time. And the Lord taught me something that day. But I think of, uh, well, I think about you, Russell. You know, I, every time I think about people 
chasing their dreams or chasing God's dreams. Now, every time I think about that, I'm going to see you sitting in that hotel room watching those waves crash in over and over and over again. And, you know, that's that story. I mean, the whole thing is, is worth telling, but but that's just the story of a man who was really seeking God and didn't want to do it any other way. And wasn't going to settle for anything less than what God had in store for him. And you were just wanting to hear. He wanted to hear. And after that, I mean, it doesn't mean all the problems are going to go away. But it sure just, it just, it takes away all the, the guesswork. You just head in that direction. If you know he told you to walk through that wall, you just start walking. And we know he's, he can raise Isaac from the dead if he needs to. Amen. Remember when I think about I think about when when Peter said he asked he said Lord if it's you ask me to come to you on the water I'm paraphrasing and he said come you know at that point Peter had nothing to fear that old adage fear itself is the only thing to be afraid because that's what made him start sinking when he started looking around but but the the word had been spoken when he said come. All the provision was in that word, you see, to cause him to be able to walk across that water. I've seen people that thought they had great faith, that thought they were going to walk on water and they just fell right off the, the pier. Because you know why? God didn't tell them to do that. That's the whole difference right there. <laughs> um, I've got... I got something that keeps going through my mind here, but I'm just going to cover a little bit of ground, and then I think I'm going to I'm going to see if anyone else has anything to offer today, because I don't want to get into a bunch of stuff, and I don't want to <clears throat> I don't want to I don't want to miss our visitation. Amen. Go to James one six. Wow. This is awesome. James 1.6. We're just going to stay on this for a second. James says, I'm going to back up. If anyone lacks wisdom, let him ask God who gives generously to all without reproach. He's not going to get mad at you. And it will be given him. There's another promise. I would circle every one of those. Stand on it. Amen. But let him ask in faith. There's that F word. Let him ask in faith with no doubting. For the one who doubts is like a wave of the sea that is driven and tossed by the wind. For that person must not suppose that he will receive anything from the Lord. He's a double-minded man, unstable in all his ways. We've talked about this to some extent. God has called us to a life of faith. We're not supposed to live by what we see. We're not supposed to have to see before we'll believe. He's called us to a life of faith. And it's so sad to me that Jesus says, when I return, will I even find faith? That's right. <laughs> yeah, you don't have to have a lot of faith. You just need to be free of unbelief and doubt. Just, a, just the tiniest amount, the portion that all of us have been given of faith is sufficient to move mountains. Isn't that what it says? 
And God wants to give us the things that we're believing for. He talks about that a lot in His Word. However, unfortunately, we have to say that He expects that we're believing along the lines of His will. This is my point. But He does want to give us, doesn't it say He wants to give us the desires of our heart? Look over in Psalm 37. Psalm 37. Uh... The fourth verse. Delight yourself in the Lord. I'm reading out of the English Standard Version in case anyone's wondering. Delight yourself in the Lord and He will give you the desires of your heart. Delight yourself in the Lord. Put God first. Esteem Him highly. Honor Him. Put Him first in your life and He'll give you the desires of your heart. Commit your way to the Lord. Trust in Him and He will act. There's, this is a relationship is all it's describing. A good one. A good one of trust and reliance and dependency and, and admiration and respect. He will bring forth your righteousness as the light and your justice as the noonday. Be still before the Lord. Oh, my goodness. And wait patiently for him. They just take that verse out of the American version. Of Bible. <laughs> you mean you can't microwave this relationship with the Lord? You can't get it done in the drive through window? Fret not yourself over the ones who, one who prospers in his way, over the man who carries out evil devices. Refrain from anger and forsake wrath. Fret not yourself, it tends only to evil. The Lord just tells us over and over and over and over again about his ways and his There are there are spiritual just like there are natural laws in play, there are spiritual laws at work. And God is just, He's like begging us to, to get it, you know? That's right. Just put yourself, position yourself by faith into my will, into my way, and watch what happens. It's a supernatural ride, and it's amazing. Good things just happen. Our faith doesn't move God. Come on. There's nothing we can do to change. God, <clears throat> the grace of God has already been established 2,000 years ago. So I can't, I can't release my faith to <clears throat> believe for the lottery. God's not going to rig the lottery. He's not a crooked person, is he? I can't release my faith for someone's spouse to die so that I can have their wife or husband <laughs> you know I'm just unfortunately you have to go there <laughs> yeah you know that's right I mean you can't use your faith a, a woman can't use her faith to, to ask God to give her a wife because these things are against his his will and his way 
and His holiness. Amen? Amen. But once we find ourselves in agreement, we look into the, the righteous mirror of the Word of God and we, and we find ourselves looking more and more like the Lord Jesus Christ on the pages of this book. We put God first in our life and our desires become His desires. And then He gives us the desires of our heart. Amen? Amen. Amen. And then, then, just like it says in Amos, is it 3 3? How can two walk together lest they be agreed? Well, God's not going to change and walk like us when we're walking with a limp. He's already got it down. We have to come to Him. Amen? He doesn't change. He's always good. The grace of God is established. The provision of God for our life, healing, prosperity, peace, love, and joy already provided. Now we can position ourselves outside of it, open all kind of doors for the devil, and he'll come in and destroy our lives as long as we let him. But God's still right where he was, waiting, calling, yearning for us to get back into position. He's good. Yes. He's good. And He's faithful. And He honors the prayer of faith when it's prayed according to His will. Amen? I'm going to... Mark eleven twenty four real quick. Just to show us. Mark... 11, 24. Everybody with me? Yep. Awesome. Mark 11, 24. Well, let me go back to the 23rd verse. Jesus just kind of laid the ground. The, the day before, Jesus said they were walking into Jerusalem. Jesus was going to have some figs. And because this fig tree was had leaves on it, and you know the fig leaves and the and the fruit are supposed to come at the same time. It's a unique that way. Had leaves, and he got there, and there was no fruit, and so he cursed it. And then when they were walking back by, some twelve hours later, the disciples were freaked out. Wow, it's dead. This tree is dead. Well, when he cursed it, it died, just like Adam and Eve died when they sinned. But they yet they lived in their bodies for hundreds more years. But spiritually, they died. And at the root, that fig tree died. And the next day, it was visible and it was gone. And, the, and they were amazed at this. And here's what Jesus said to them. Truly, I say to you, whoever says to this mountain, be taken up and thrown into the sea and does not doubt in his heart but believes that what he says will come to pass it will be done for him therefore I tell you whatever you ask in prayer believe that you have received it and it will be yours (coughs) that seems backwards believe you already have it and then you will get it see the world says wait I don't have it until I have it that's not God's way You have to believe that you have it, and then you will. As long as you're praying according to God's will, you shouldn't have any reason to doubt it according to His Word. Amen. And I I never like to stop short of the 25th verse. It says, And whenever you stand praying, forgive. 
If you have anything against anyone, so that your Father also who is in heaven may forgive you your trespasses. I just believe we don't want to leave any of those open doors for the enemy. Amen? And I don't want to stand in God's place. I don't want to be the judge. I don't want to be the one condemning someone else when he's already freed me from so many charges that were just against me. And that's all he asked. He we're not saying that they're okay, what they did. We're just saying, I trust you with it, Father, and I'm not going to let this hold me in bondage any longer. So I free myself of it. Sheep were never meant to carry packs on their back. Amen? Don't forget to forgive and forgive quickly. God's got it. He's good. He doesn't miss anything. You know, the... When you get in a fight with a pig, you're both going to get muddy, but the pig likes it, you know? <laughs> so don't do it. You're above that. Amen? Yeah. Run to your God and just trust Him with the things that, uh, that bother you so much. And it's, 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 easily to be, it's easy to be offended in this life, but when we remember what we've been delivered from, it's easy to forgive. Amen? Just stand in faith. Stand on the Word. And, you know, it's important to remember. Remember that in, this, in Psalm, was it 34 or 37? It said, and be patient, wait, waiting on the Lord. Because I, for one, I've had many, many prophecies spoken over my life. Some of them have come to pass. Some of them haven't. And there are a lot of prophets in the body. Don't get me wrong. I understand. I've seen the thus saith the Lord. You know. Yeah. What the people say. But I I know a lot of real prophets, you know. If Russell comes to me and has a word, I, hey, I'm all ears. He ain't about making this stuff up. Amen. And I know a lot of good men and women like that. Amen. I listen to kids. I listen to everybody because I can hear God. And sometimes they don't even know they're prophesying. And I just heard an awesome word from the Lord. Amen. And sometimes they do. But it's good to hang on to those things. And if you have a bunch of prophecies in your life that haven't come to pass yet, praise God, you've got more time to live. <laughs> Matter of fact, that's one of the things that Andrew Womack hung on to on that long ride to Colorado Springs when his son had been dead yeah. in the morgue with the toe tag on for five hours. He said, wait a minute. He recalled a prophecy overseas from a man of God who told him about his sons and what some things they would do and the, and the oldest would, and the youngest would believe before the oldest and so forth and so on. Some things that had not come to pass. And he went, wait a minute. And he began to praise God and thank God. Uh, and he said that, you know, the that it's just not going to be like that. The, the first report is not the last. And sure enough, <coughs> son's alive today. And we're thankful. But God's timing is perfect. I think of John the Baptist when I think about that and God's ways and his will and his timing. John the Baptist, if you ever want to talk, learn about John the Baptist, I always refer to the 7-Eleven. Do they still have 7-Eleven stores? 
kids may not know. But anyway, we used to have 7-Elevens on every corner. But Matthew 11 and Luke 7, you can read about John the Baptist. And he was a great man. He was Jesus' cousin, born six months before Jesus. He had the Holy Ghost from the womb. Jesus said he was the greatest man that had ever lived, of course, before him. But he said each one in the kingdom of God is greater than John. But I just want to point that out about timing and waiting and being patient and trusting God. Because John the Baptist was raised to do one thing. To preach the coming of the Lord. Think about that. For 30 years, all he did was study the word. He learned the word. He, he grew closer to God and, and, and he was being prepared. He never preached. He didn't do anything. And then when, he, when, his, when his time came, he didn't go off to some great university or to, to a big church or something like that. He went out into the desert to nobody, to nobody. He, he went out there and he just started preaching that Jesus was coming. And somebody heard him and they went and told somebody. Next thing you know, there was a lot, a lot of people out there in the desert listening to this man who wasn't, he didn't have any fancy clothes on. He stunk. And he was just telling people to repent because Jesus was coming. Now he did this for about six months. That's it. And then he got arrested and he was in jail. And he sent a couple of his disciples to Jesus to find out, hey, he'd been in jail for about six months. He sends a couple of his disciples, go ask Jesus if he's the one that we were expecting or if we should look for another. Look over it for a second. I got You just got to look at this. Look in, look in Luke chapter 7. Luke chapter 7. <clears throat> Luke chapter 7. About the 18th verse, I'm going to start. The disciples of John reported all the things that Jesus was doing. John calling two of his disciples to him sent them to the Lord saying are you the one who's to come or shall we look for another and when the men had come to him they said John the Baptist has sent us to you saying are you the one who is to come or shall we look for another in that hour he healed many people of diseases and plagues and evil spirits and on many who were blind he bestowed sight and he answered them. Now listen. They come and Jesus is out there ministering, right? And these two disciples come. We've been sent by John the Baptist. Everybody loved John the Baptist. He wants to know if you're the one. I don't think Jesus answered them right then. Because it says in that hour he healed many people. So in other words, they just, he just let them sit. And then he went and he began healing people. Of many diseases and plagues and evil spirits. He was casting out demons. And he was 
restored the eyesight to people who were blind. And then he turned back to them. It says in that hour he did all those things. So maybe they've been sitting there an hour. And then he went and he said, now go tell him what you've seen. Go tell him what you've seen. And heard. And then listen, he lists some things. And I want to tell you why. The blind receive their sight. The lame walk. Lepers are cleansed. And the deaf hear. And the dead are raised up. The poor have good news preached to them. The gospel. And blessed is the one who's not offended in me. So they went to tell him these things. And when they left... Jesus began to speak to the crowd. Now listen, they already went back to tell John what what he told them to tell him. And then he says, concerning John, what did you go out into the wilderness to see? A reed shaken by the wind? In other words, there's nothing out there but grass, you know. He goes, you didn't go out there for that. Then what did you see? A man dressed in soft clothing? You didn't go to see some fancy dressed preacher out there? Behold, those who are dressed in splendid clothing and live in luxury are in king's courts. What then did you go out to see? A prophet? Yes, I tell you, and more than a prophet. This is he of whom it is written. Behold, I send my messenger before your face who will prepare your way before you. I tell you, among those born of women, none is greater than John. He didn't tell those disciples that, though. Go tell him how he's great. He's doing a great job. Be encouraged. That I'm the Messiah. Don't worry. No. He said, go tell them what you've seen and heard. He pointed him back to the word of God. John knew the word of God. He knew what who he was and what he was to do. And he knew what the Messiah was going to do. And when Jesus sent word back, all he sent was remind him of these things. And tell him that's what's happening. Because I guarantee you that encouraged John more than any compliment he could have paid him. He just needed to be sure that it was God. And once he was reminded of the things that were taking place from the word of God, I'm sure it encouraged him. And he was beheaded shortly after that. And I'm sure he was fine with that. Because he had accomplished the will of God for his life. And there is no safer more joy-filled place to be than right in the center of God's will for your life. God's will for your life is perfect. His will for your life is not perfect for me. My will, His will for my life is not perfect for you, but His will for your life is perfect for you and Him. Amen? He gave me a dream about... Well, right after I saw you guys last time, I think I mentioned to Russell, but the Lord has so lovingly spoken to me so many times in dreams, and He gave me Ephesians one eighteen over the course of like what seemed like a, a five-hour dream. And He was just reminding me of, of these things, to, to be encouraged because of who, who we are, what we already have, and... And I really believe that we're coming into a time here where he's going to begin to open the eyes of our hearts, as it were. Because that's what that's what it says. Let me just read to you from this 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 prayer over here in Ephesians. And then I'm going to call on the man of God to come up and share with us 
anything that's on his heart or really anyone on that row right there that feels like God is speaking. And I want to just share this with you, though. Look down to uh, back up to the 17th verse of the first chapter of Ephesians. This was Paul praying for us. 2,000 years ago, a prayer that not that God would give us uh, everything that we want and prosper us in every way physically and and all these things, but just that we would know some things that we already have. And he says here, I pray that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give you the spirit of wisdom and of revelation in the knowledge of him. He just wants you to know him better. Here's the scripture he gave me. Having the eyes of your heart enlightened that you may know what is the hope to which he has called you. What are the riches of his glorious inheritance in the saints? And what is the immeasurable greatness of his power toward us who believe, according to the working of his great might that he worked in Christ Jesus when he raised him from the dead and seated him at his right hand in the heavenly places, far above all rule and authority and power and dominion and above every name that is named? Praise God. God just wants us to know who we are in Him. The fact that we've accepted Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior and that we've come into the kingdom and that we are being transformed into the very image of His, of his Son, Jesus Christ, the first of many brethren, because we're all going to be brothers and sisters of Jesus in heaven. We all have the same rights and privileges. Even though we are adopted into the family of God. We have the same rights and privileges as the natural born child Jesus Christ himself. And God loves us. He has great things in store for us. And I just call on everyone to begin dreaming God's dreams. Pursue him. Chase after him. You know what? You can chase God to a point where he's going to turn around and just be caught by you. And then he's going to chase you down in his goodness and his love. He's going to get so excited about the relationship that he has with you and the love that you have that you share back and forth. That he's not going to ever leave you alone. He'll be waking you up. Hey, 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 I want to tell you something. And sometimes it's just to love on you and tell you how amazing you are. Because that really is how he thinks of us. Amen. Praise God. Yeah. Well, Russell, can we impose on you to, to share something with us? Or Always. Any of you? Praise God. We'll talk as long as y'all want. Amen. <laughs> you know, Psalm 23 said that goodness and mercy are going to follow me all the days of my life. We could go anywhere we wanted to. And always God is after us. Not with wrath, not with anger. Goodness and mercy are chasing us down and overtaking us. Amen? Amen. But you know, everything that God does is perfect. I mean, that's like, right? Everything God does is perfect. And even the way he laid out this afternoon is amazing. I am sitting at my twin brother's house in Clear Lake, Texas, three hours ago. And I turned to my wife, eating a turkey sandwich with my daughter. And I said, I feel like I have a word. For the church, but I don't have any idea what it is. And I am sitting here and I am listening to Pastor Will knock it out of the park. You know, Will, the things that you teach really disciple people. Man, my hands are burning. I love it. I love the anointing. Oh, I love you. This disciples people. And I heard the Lord say, You're going to mentor many. You're going to mentor many. And in 
This church age where we are right now, 2017, is this going to change in America? This won't grow a massive church, but it'll grow massive people. But there's some things coming to the church, and some things that have been propped up by man are going to fall down, and then everything's going to change. But you are on the right track. But that has nothing to do with what God told me. <laughs> I'm sitting on the front row, and I was taken back to a month ago when God gave me a vision. And I thank God that I could forget a vision. There was a time in my life when I cried out to God to walk in the supernatural. And now, as we just lose ourselves in Him, we never know what's going to happen. A month ago, I had a vision, and I didn't know what it meant. And the Lord brought it back to me sitting right there. And I saw Will going to hand me the mic, hand me a baton, and I was going to give you part B of your message, Pastor. I felt that. He's talking about knowing and waiting on the timing of God. Waiting and knowing the will of God. Let me tell you, as someone that's been at this thing for 23 years, and there have been times in my life I have flowed very, very heavy in the prophetic. And when I look out at people, your name's George, right? When I look at you, I mean, I see stuff in the Holy Ghost. And it's not vague. It's not like I have to wonder what it means. I mean, I can see like a black square and a white circle, and it is black and white. And I know the prophetic stuff is real. And as I've stood up in front of people for 23 years now, I can tell you that most people don't know the will of God for their life. They know the general will as revealed in His Word, but they don't know the specific plan of God for their life. And it breaks the heart of God. Because He has dreams that He has put on the inside of people. That they, they dream about and they think about, but they say it'll never happen. And God is always breathing. It can happen. I can do anything. I can turn any situation around. And I stand in front of people that are 70 and 80 years old, still wondering if what they had in their heart when they were 18 and 21 and 25 is even real. Oh, it's real. It's real. Psalm 37, 4. If you'll give your life to Him and lose yourself in Him, He will give you the very desires of your heart. But back to my vision. And I have a prophetic word for you. And so if I even try to leave today, don't let me leave. I had a vision about you just a minute ago, but I will finish my thought. A month ago, I was taken away in the spirit. And I was in an ophthalmologist's office. You wear glasses. And I saw an ophthalmologist, an eye doctor, giving an eye exam. And she was saying to a person, Can you see better now? A or B? A or B. And then the person would say something and they do a little click and adjustment. Now, better. C or D? C or D? And what she was doing is she was getting a prescription for that person to make things clear. God is wanting by the Holy Ghost. In June of 2017, a Grace and Truth Church to tune some people's vision of their heart so that you can see clear with 2020 vision. And once you see clear, then it's time for some John 2. You guys know John 2? The wedding feast at Cana. Jesus shows up. They run out of wine. And his mama says, hey, 
just between you and me, I know you're the son of God. I know. If anybody knows, I know you were virgin born, boy. <laughs> Do something about this situation. He says, woman, what is not my time? Then she completely ignores the son of God. And she says, these words that God has said to me, a whole lot. And he's saying this to people here at Grace and Truth Church. Mary turned to the servants and said, hey, whatever Jesus says to you, do it. See, it's one thing not to know the will of God. It's one thing to say, God, I'm going to do what I want to do, and you just bless it. And that never works. Never. And then God gets all the blame. But once you know the will of God, it's time to get busy and do it. I interact with a lot of men of God around the world. And most of them have ministries about 1% of the size and the impact that God wants. Because they are waiting on God. They had a commission. They had an instruction 20 years ago. Two years ago. And they're still waiting to get busy. My, my father in the faith. Man, I've lost a bunch of weight since I was here. And my pants are about to hit my ankles. And that would be like terrible. <laughs> Sorry. I told my wife, we need to stop to Walmart get some suspenders. suspenders that's it. Ugh. Don't, hey, skinny boys, don't ever get a belly and push your pants down. Don't <laughs> God really wants his people to have crystal clear vision of what to do. And then he wants you to run with all of your heart, empowered by the Holy Ghost, for the rest of your days, doing exploits. Amazing things that you never dreamed possible. I don't have my Bible with me, and I don't want to flip to it, but Ephesians 3.20 in the Amplified. If you'll get Ephesians 3.20 in the Amplified Bible, pray it for 30 days, it'll change your life. There's a word in there that we don't even use nowadays. It says that to the dog that is able to blah, 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 to do super abundantly above all that you can dare, ask, think, dream, or imagine. We serve a super abundant God, and He wants to do super abundant things in us. But folks, if we live with little 1%, 2%, 3% portions of what God has for our lives and thinks that's enough, we'll never get there. And I would never throw a heavy on anybody, but let me just say, the world looks the way it does because God's people are living in so little. I promise you, Grace and Truth Church, we are not waiting on God. He is waiting on us. William Booth, the founder of the Salvation Army, he said, I'm not praying for revival. I'm not praying for a move of God. I am a move of God. And that's what God told me. Son, don't ask me for revival. You are revival. Pray for everything that moves and watch me hit people with my power. So that's what I do. I get up in front of churches and I prophesy and I scream and I pace back and forth and something happens. Like, what did that guy say? I don't know, but, but I know that I can do some stuff and I know I've been living too small. God wants to awaken stuff on the inside of us. And the way he does that is by tuning our vision for our lives. That's what he wants to do. And so I feel an anointing to do it right now. Close your eyes, lift your hands by the Holy Ghost, because you sent me here, God, from Tampa, Florida, to Humble, Texas. God, that you would do something in the hearts of people. Father, tune their hearts so that they won't live on a 2% portion. 
God, show them things. Show them the dreams and the desires that you have for their life, Father. Lord, it's so much bigger than they ever dreamed. Show them. And now tune their hearts right now to reject small living. To reject small thinking. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Well, I promise you, brother, I look out and I see people. I know there's like less than 20 people here. I look out and I see people getting their lives rocked by your ministry, brother. It's the heart of God. And it doesn't have to wait till 2019. There is a plan. The Holy Ghost says, I'm going to give you three keys. Hey, I'm going to give you three keys. Three keys that unlock this thing. And I'll tell you this much, too. There's a 90 degree turn coming. And hey, this one right here, this one, the one you told me, yeah, discernment like deluxe. Yeah. You're going to come to her and say, I think, I feel this 90, it's going to change everything. And she's going to say, uh-huh, you're hearing right. And I want you to remember the color blue on the chairs and blue on the carpet. Hallelujah. Glory to God. My brother. You know, God's amazing. Amen? He's amazing. And, and I don't remember, I was here like a month ago, and I had something for you and about your job and having to push all that aside because I see you dressed as a captain of a ship. I'm like, God, he's good looking. But, you know, it looks kind of weird to look at you and see a captain's hat and a captain's uniform. And the Lord says, tell him that you're going to be the captain of your own ship. Right. You're not going to work for anybody else. Okay. God's not going to work for anybody else. God's going to move you to where you're going to be the captain of your own ship. And I don't know what you do for a living, but God said you're going to own your own business. And God said, by my mighty hand, I'm going to add a zero to your income. Hallelujah. Glory. Glory. Hallelujah. Hey, listen, if I were you, I would get a picture of the captain of the ship. Won't be near as good looking as you. But you're going to be the captain of your own ship. You and the Holy Ghost, you're going to run your own thing, brother. Share the money with nobody. Somebody's going to come to you and partner and say, no, no, I got a partner. The Holy Ghost. Amen. Amen. Thank you. Amen. Amen. Hey, my brother. Man, I've thought about you over the last few weeks. I sure have. You know what? And uh, I don't know if I've ever said this to you before, but I've been praying something over you. And that it would awaken in your heart all the way from Temple, Florida. Here's what it is. The dream of God that's in your heart has no expiration date. And you could go after it now, or you could go another 10 years, never goes away. Never goes away. The dream of God knows no expiration date. And as soon as you say, Lord, I want that with all my heart, instructions begin to come. You take the first one, you take the second one. I'm standing in front of you, and I see seven instructions right now. They're just laid out in front of you like a brick path. You take the first one, it's easy. Take the second one, it's easy. All the way, the next seven are on the Holy Ghost. Already done. You just walk them out. I don't even know what your dream is. I have no idea. But I know that that dream has no expiration date. It is time to get going, brother. You hear me? You hear me? Because God loves you and doesn't want to see you die with all this gas left in the tank. It's time to spend it for the King. Amen? Hallelujah. That's not a word for you. That's strong. He's a strong father. Amen. Yes. Amen. Glory to God. Well, I just felt it kind of go, yeah. I gave what the Holy Ghost had me to give, Will. Praise and I'll God. tell you this much, brother. Come here, stand with me. Stand with me. You look out at these chairs. 
You don't let a day of discouragement come. There are people on assignment. I don't know that it's in this zip code. I'll just tell you. I'll just be honest. I don't know if it's in this zip code. But I know there's hurting people in Houston, Texas that already have your name written on their heart. That this is where they're going to come and be healed, restored, and in a full-time ministry. And God's given me such a love for your pastor, Grace and Truth Church. You're going to see this pretty face. I'm telling you. You're going to see me. God told me that I have a part to play with Grace and Truth Church. So look, I, look if, if I come and just sit for the next two years when I'm in town, I'll do it. I, I, I'm in a different place to preach. But I was sitting there having a turkey sandwich with my kids. And God said, hey, I got something for Grace and Truth Church. So thanks for letting me get it. Oh, I heard it loud and clear. I knew that. I'd have to leave here constipated if I did that. That's good. Yeah. I don't ever want to leave that fire burning in somebody. It's got to come out. Amen. Praise God. Well, give the Lord a hand clap of praise. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. And it'd be good. Anybody else got anything they want to share? Anybody else got a burning inside? Come on, George. (laughs) Praise God. I knew there was at least one more. I heard I heard that. I have a testimony. Gosh, I just want to say that uh, God bless you, brother, and I'm glad you're back with us this evening. It's, it's amazing. The last time it was amazing, and I give glory to God for our pastor here. He's anointed. I mean, as all our doors. I mean, and I was coming this afternoon, you know, and I, you know, I and I have been struggling with the will for God's will in my life, you know what I mean? I mean, I've ventured out so many times in the past and what have you, you know, and I've always had this desire, this entrepreneurial spirit, this desire, you know, to do my own thing, you know, and what have you, and, and I've ventured out in the past, and nothing has worked out, and what have you, and Pastor Will knows, you know what I mean, and uh, that I've tried to, and so now I'm, I'm hot shot driving, and I'm thinking, man, I need to do this for myself, you know, I like the work, and what have you, I want to venture out, and we've taken steps to to, to to go there and do our own thing, you know, and, uh, and I thought to myself, and I was still like in doubt, like, man, what is, is this you, Lord, and I know pastor says, you know what, you know what I mean, you just have to set sail, get on that ocean, set sail, and yeah. the Lord will, well, you know what I'm saying, will guide you, what have you, and you know, and you know, I'm doing the hot shot driving thing, and, but it's not enough right now, you know, I hate to say that, I don't want to be speaking that out, you know what I mean, but it's, you know, it's, it's in, uh, I was coming to, to, to church this afternoon, and I just got frustrated, I was wrestling with the Lord in the car, you know, and I'm talking to him, and telling him, oh, Lord, I, I said, please, you know, would you just tell me, this, you know, what's your will for my life, am I doing the right thing, am I going the right way, I'm like, <clears throat> I said, would you please tell me, and then I even got sarcastic with my tongue, would you tell me, or, oh, no, that's not by faith, right? You know what I mean? Just, I just got frustrated. I was wrestling with him in the, in the car, you know, so, you know, and, because, uh, you know, it's not enough, you know what I mean, what I'm doing right now, you know, and uh, and I come to church, and the first thing I read, actually gave me a pamphlet, it says, faith in God, you know, it's, it's faith in his timing, you know, like, and it said Habakkuk two three, and I went to it and it said, look, the, the the vision is for a set time, you know, and it, it will not lie. And I know, and I know, just like you know, how you know, Andrew Womack reverted back to the prophecy, and he knew that his son would live. Well, I myself, when I was in the penitentiary, you know, and I prayed to the Lord, and I said, okay, Lord, you know, I got on my knees and I prayed to Him, and I said, you know what, I'll give up the pornography, I'll give up the selling drugs, and I'll give up all this and that, and I got on my knees and I prayed. And then that night I had a dream, and the Lord, you know, I was standing like this, and my brother in Christ, in penitentiary, was standing right there with me. And, and the, the brother looks at me, he goes, get through this storm. 
and watch the blessed father reign and then you'll see the abundant life and the lord gave me that word and i knew that i'm supposed to be in a position of you know my own business my own thing and i knew that the lord you know he was telling me right there you know that i will see that abundant life because i have struggled for a long time even though i was making 2250 i was still struggling you know what i mean because it rains we don't work and what have you so it was up and down you know what i mean but, you know, I've always had the entrepreneur spirit, and, and that's what I've been desiring. And I know that that's the Lord, that's what he wants for me, is to run my own business. And that's what I've desired for such a long time. And then, you know, come to, come to church today, you know, and uh, I just I just had, a, I knew I would have to be here on time for once, you know. And I said, and sure enough, you know, <laughs> you know what I mean? And then I, I'm here, you know, I'm saying, so, and, and it started off when his wife gave me that pamphlet. And then I heard the pastor speaking, and then you just, like, totally just blew me away with that word and, and I just praise the Lord for it and I give him glory awesome. praise praise God. God. that's awesome brother George God bless you and I you know I <laughs> you know as a pastor you just wish that you could just fix things you know you know just that's just the heart of a, a father I guess but you just want to fix everybody's lives and everything but the best thing I can do is just to continue to to help you to come closer to him and know him because just as uh just as i'm sure and and just like i've already told you and 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 russell has confirmed and all the i know it and i just see in everybody's lives i see usually i usually i can i can it's like just just a number of short steps away from positioning themselves and, and sometimes it's not about positioning yourself like change jobs or change addresses. Sometimes it's just a, a character thing or a spiritual thing and just agreeing with God. You need to just agree with God in this area or that area. You've already turned over so many things to God. And then you love God and you're, you're saved. But there's, there's some things that it's like not this. Lord, not this. And he's saying, just let go of that. And you're going to find out that what I had was all your, your, your testimony about that thing is going to be, why did I hold on so long? Because look what he did when I let go. And I don't know what that means because I'm not talking about anything specifically. You know, I'm not because there's just nothing that, that I know about, <laughs> which is good. But I'm just telling you that sometimes we are so close we are so close to God's will for our life. And He's not punishing us. It's just that we've got that open door. We've left several doors open for the enemy. And He's, and he's just interfering with the faith, the, the life that we're they're pursuing for God because we're so distracted by these other things that we've allowed the enemy to come in. Anyway, I have, I have nothing but, uh, but good, good feelings in my spirit about the things that are coming for everybody in this room. And I thank God that we're all able to come here together this evening. Amen. Amen. Father, thank you so much for this awesome day. And again, you have not disappointed. You are faithful. You are good. How come we're so amazed by that all the time, Lord? It's, uh, it never changes. You, you are constant, even when we're not. And we thank you for loving us. And I just ask you to continue to reveal your heart of love and 
purpose for each one here, Lord, and help us all to be positioned correctly to receive from you the amazing grace that you provided by your sacrifice, Lord Jesus. We thank you that you have a specific and powerful purpose for each one of us. And Lord, we just ask that we not leave this world without having fulfilled all the pages you have written in your book, your plan for our lives. And we know that you are faithful and we will continue to listen and hear you and to obey you, Lord. When you say it, that settles it. In Jesus' name, amen.